Tonight, we put aside all of the policy fights in Washington, D.C. You've been hearing about with the fake news and all of that. We're going to put that... We're going to put that aside. And instead, we're going to talk about success, about how all of you amazing young scouts can achieve your dreams. What to think of what I've been thinking about. You want to achieve your dreams? I said, who the hell wants to speak about politics when I'm in front of the Boy Scouts, right? Boy Scout values are American values. And great Boy Scouts become great, great Americans. As the scout law says, a scout is trustworthy, loyal. We could use some more loyalty, I will tell you. Man, this is, this is a lot of people. Turn those cameras back there, please. That is so incredible. By the way, what do you think the chances are that this incredible, massive crowd, record-setting, is going to be shown on television tonight? One percent or zero? The fake media will say, President Trump spoke, and you know what this is, President Trump spoke before a small crowd of Boy Scouts today. That's some, that is some crowd. Fake media, fake news. By the way, just a question. Did President Obama ever come to a jamboree? Broadcasting from the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. They literally use the term, he's no Boy Scout. That's, you know, <laughs> I heard that. well, well, he's no Boy Scout. That's you know, like the nicest thing people usually I, I just, say. Is he the right thing? The Boy Scouts about the fake media? I'm not going to report <laughs> the turnout at the gym. Like as if he had anything to do with the Jamboree turnout. The chance had the greatest. That's the Boy Scout Jamboree. I could listen to that all day. I don't even dude. know what to say. That's uh, uh, that was. Just... All right, I'm going to go right at you with a Boy Scout I trivia wanna, question. That's why we started it, folks. That's why we gave you that intro. Not political here at Quizzo. And welcome to the broadcast, by the way. Nick and Drew back with you for another Quizzo podcast. Get right at me, Nick. Get right at me. What you got? Of the twelve men that have walked on the moon, mm. how many were Boy Scouts? Twelve. Eleven. Oh, <laughs> One God. of them. Is who that was, incredible, who was, though? Who was the non-Boy Scout? I don't know. I just heard it. I, you know, it, they were playing uh, Trump. Sure. And in that speech, he mentions every Boy Scout in his cabinet. He's got ten of them. He was like, <laughs> Mike were, Pence, and then they had Eagle o- Scout. They played Obama's speech last year to them, which was pre-recorded and a minute long. Okay. You know, it was, it was right. hardly he, like... He didn't show up and rally was, it wasn't for 45 minutes trail. at a point. It's like... I, I, I guess he asked them how many of these kids are going to vote in the next election. <laughs> like how okay, many yeah. how many 15-year-olds will be 18-year-olds by the time I'm up for re-election cuz I mean seriously if you got uh, 20 well, of those the campaign, 30, is, in the campaign full is in full swing. swing. <laughs> That's right. 
We've Absolutely. already just begun. But yeah, uh, Obama had mentioned how eleven of the twelve men had, that had walked on the moon were were Boy Scouts. So. There you go. Some good Incredible Boy Scout number. trivia. I mean, jamboree by itself. I don't think most people uh, outside of the Boy Scout community know that that's the term used for the national gathering of Boy Scouts, and that's where it came from. So, well, if you play Quizzo, you would know because yeah, we've asked. We've it. asked it exactly. So it's a, it's a throwback question there for you. All right, I'm going to throw one at you. And uh, I will apologize to the Quizzo listening audience uh, because I did uh, make a little bit of an error and, and some questions I intended for next week or this week and this week, next week and what have you. So if you've already heard some of these questions in a game you've played, well, you know, consider it uh, uh, free knowledge uh, for the future or whatever. But I do apologize uh, for a couple of teams that pointed that out. They're like, hey, you usually give us like, I don't know, a good four or five things. And there was nothing in, in this this week. And I was like, yeah, well, I no. guarantee nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen at your own free will. You know, I'm trying to motivate people. I'm trying to motivate people. It's a free podcast. I understand completely. But this was one that drove people bonkers. And a couple came up with it that sort of knew it. And I got it because the guy's birthday was very recently and made the rounds on social media. So according to his driver's license, who lives at 124 Conk Street, has blue eyes, and weighs one ounce. And that is the first question I ask right, you. Sorry, I'm going to need this again. All right. Who lives at 124 Conk Street? has blue eyes, and weighs one ounce, according to his driver's license. Man. And again, it was one that I think, you know... I don't really have a good guess for this, so I'm going to say SpongeBob SquarePants. That is the correct answer, sir. All right. SpongeBob SquarePants, who lives in a pineapple under the sea. I think it was Conk Street that... That gave it away from I me. I didn't realize much. he only weighed an ounce. Yeah, that's kind of the funny thing about it. You know? I wonder, doesn't a sponge weigh far, especially a wet sponge <laughs> under the water, weigh far more than an ounce? I doubt it because, like, I don't know, you know, he's in the water, so the water is already... Okay. All right, there you go, then. Everywhere, so that's, uh, that's, that's according to his off. own driver's license and his birthday. So happy birthday, SpongeBob, for you. What Got another one for me, and then I'll throw one back at you. That's, uh, this is, the next one that I'm going to give you is going to be great for the people that are not from New Jersey that play Quizzo. So that's a special okay. shout-out to them. Uh, and we do have plenty of people that play the game that are outside of the state. Of course. All right, so I'm going to give you two people, okay? And, and I want you to tell me Jersey which one is a better tipper. Go hand-in-hand, hand, of course. Okay. I'm going to give you two people. I'm going to tell you three things. Person A and person B. Okay. And you tell me who's a better tipper. Okay. And when I say better tipper, they're a better tip, tipper in each of these three categories. Okay. I want you to guess for me. All right. We'll start with uh, person A, a male Republican <laughs> that uses a credit card. Okay. Or a female Democrat that uses cash. Who would you expect to get the better tip from? I mean, conventional wisdom points you to the male Republican using the credit card. Uh, however, uh, I am going to go in the opposite direction because I like playing contrarian with these, and I think you only point it out when it's more interesting. Maybe there's more sympathy coming from a female Democrat paying cash. Maybe they're more apt to understand how hard the service industry is and how much tips are relied upon in that industry. So I'm going to go, you know. Uh, against conventional wisdom. All right, my thing. rate on these 50-50s with you has been terrible, but I finally got you on one. Oh, yeah. Okay, in every so. category, men are better tippers than women, Republicans better tippers than Democrats, and card users better tippers than cash. The only one that surprised me was I thought cash... Oh, I thought it was, it was like one... Okay, okay, I kind of misunderstood Yeah, I was saying, all question, three right. categories... All right. Yeah, they did a study on who tips better. I would have answered it differently 
you know, one at a time, one at a time, one at a time in certain respects. But I thought you were saying. Oh, that's why I said in each category, this person is a better tipper in all three instances. You know, I only answered against what I thought was the case based on, you know. I I guess I'm surprised because you think of the service industry, mostly women. So you think that females would relate better. Right. Also, I don't know, something with the bleeding heart liberals, right? Well, no, the Democrats. I, I don't look more. at it like bleeding heart liberals. I look <laughs> at it like Briggs Myers, right? So the Briggs Myers personality test and like ENTJ and you know, ENFP and all those different things. Well, well, we'll explain that then right, if you're so, going to go into it. All right. Briggs Myers is a personality test that basically drives, uh, puts people into uh, four different sets of categories based on uh, a whole set of criteria. And you can go through a whole questionnaire and you can figure out what your four letters are and then it deviates based on like a scale of how much you are of any one particular level uh, uh, letter but people are either this or that this or that this or that this or that and based on those permutations you can get all different kinds of combinations like i'm pretty sure i'm an entj um so there's uh, you know people that are feelers right versus people that are more logical thinkers right somebody right. that's more uh, emotional and cares more about people than somebody who looks at everything kind of like uh, utilitarian so right so wouldn't you think that on the surface republicans Right. Are less that's, likely. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I would say, convi- the, so you know what this means? What that uh, Democrats are full of it, <laughs> as they <laughs> <See>? say. <laughs> uh, you know, Nick's going to make me have to play all bark and no bite. He's going to have say. to make me a lot play. Of talk, like, but he's going to have no to make show. me play the uh, the Alan Combs. I'm just messing with you. Hannity. I'm yeah, just yeah, because I don't want to make this political, folks. I love it's not political. Democrats, Republicans, we're all people, folks. That's that's how I look at it, but. It is interesting, though, when Just you start breaking those. one tip's 20%, those. one tip's 15, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, having spent an enormous amount of time in Florida, uh, I also think there's got to be a huge different disparity between age, right? So, like, the older you get and the more fixed income you are, the less likely you are to tip uh, big. So I think when, that's true. when you're alive and how much disposable income you have is probably a more... Uh, accurate description of, of what kind of tipper you are. So, I mean, you know, it's interesting, though. It, it's certainly interesting. Yeah, that's one thing I wish the study did have age. That would be even more interesting. Right, because you would, you would think that that plays a... probably, like, under 20. Right, I would assume that you, you plays a role. not much, and then you, you hit your peak in the 40 to 50 range. Yeah, no, no question. Um, all right, so let me throw another one at you uh, in the general knowledge world before we move on to sports, and there's a bunch of stuff uh, to hit in sports this week, but... Um, uh, you know, this is this is one that I, again, it, it's just for the folks that are out of New Jersey that may not be as familiar with, like, a personal hero of ours as we are uh, and a band that means as much like to Bruce? Philadelphia. There you go. As a, a band that means as much to Bruce or a band that means as much to Philadelphia and New Jersey as Bruce does. So, you know, this is the question that uh, that's going to be asked. And uh, it is. <clears throat> who was the big man in Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band? Who was the oh, well, you know man. I know this yes. because uh, Clarence Clemens. Right. So R.I.P. Clarence Clemens. Now, I figured we could at least talk, uh, uh, have a little conversation about this because I had just gotten uh, done not too long ago with Bruce's uh, amazing autobiography, which I highly, highly recommend. I mean, it really is incredible reading. If you want to know about that guy and his career and what drives him, it's amazing. But, uh, of course, you remember uh, after Clarence Clemens died, who took over for Clarence Clemens? His nephew. His nephew, Jake Clemens. So there's a great story. Who actually does a great job. Ah, I mean, I, I got to tell you, just personally, first time I saw Bruce after Clarence passed, I was extremely nervous that it was going to be sad or something like that. 
And I got to tell you, that kid just stepped in and, and wails. And the I mean, story is really, great. it's amazing because he didn't get it at first, like what it means to do that. And like Bruce was really weary at first, too. They, they you know, uh, auditioned a whole slew of different people, talked about all kinds. Of, he, Bruce even said he went and checked out in disguise all of the great Bruce Springsteen cover bands. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. I mean, that to me, can you imagine being at the Beast Was that Street in the autobiography? Band? Yeah. All right, yep. I'm still waiting to get this. My sister-in-law is supposed to bring it to me this week. Oh, it's fantastic. So, so yeah, but uh, that's you know that's one, to read it. one of those uh, crazy elements. And then he, you know, eventually came. to And the that's funny because from a fan's gig. perspective, it was just like he just got the gig. Like I heard nothing about it, Not and then the, the next thing it was like, oh, his nephew was taking over. Amazing and story like, oh. of him uh, going down to Florida and Jake playing for him like multiple days in a row. And the first couple days, like he didn't have it at all. And Bruce is like, kid, you're gonna. Blank this freaking opportunity up. You're coming to hear me not knowing the songs, not knowing what to lay down, being, ner- you know, he's like. And we know Bruce is-, is a perfectionist. Oh, my God. So. so he's like, you don't show your face back into this room until you have that. I think they have that stuff. Sorry. So he was super focused on, you know, just making sure that he got it right and was was doing what he was supposed to do. So Clarence Clemens, the answer to the big man in the East Street Band. And God, I tell you, man, they're just as good as they've ever been. I mean, oh, their man. shows are just absolutely unreal. And- well, I, I think I said last September I saw them. I saw them three times last year, and one of the shows last September, best Springsteen show I've ever seen, and I've you know I've seen over a dozen, sure, and it was better than ever. That's I awesome. mean, they're opening up the playbook, which you know makes all the difference. You know, when well, you're hearing the old you know the old songs you grew up with. Truly, one of the inspirational lines for me, and something that I've I've sort of adopted for this entire area is the song Atlantic City, and uh, the quote from Bruce is uh, maybe everything that dies one day will come back. You know, so yeah. I guess you could sing that about Atlantic City every so often. Well, <laughs> every thirty or forty years. I, I think it's on a renaissance, <laughs> my man. I'm oh, fe- definitely. I'm, I'm feeling good about where we live. It's uh, it's coming back in in a lot of different ways, and and hopefully uh, trivia will be. It's got to change the perception. You know, it's, it's like it when is. HBO's putting out shows about hookers. And, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? it's well, like, do you know Atlanta? Well, I remember growing up with hookers at the point. Yeah, it's like ah, oh, jeez, there's. What about the beach? Yeah, we got we got, we got pretty ocean. good beaches. All right, you got anything left uh, for me? And I got one more for you, which was, uh, I thought, one of the best ones of the week for sure. And then uh, we'll move on to sports. All right, I'll give you one then uh, before we move on. Uh, how about this one? Okay. So Time Magazine did a top ten greatest novels of all time. Okay. Two of those novels belong to Leo Tolstoy. Mm, okay. Ten points each. Name them. Okay, so uh, War and Peace. Okay, I thought that was the easier of the two. Right, and Anna Karenina. You got him. Boom. I am an educated man, sir. <laughs> Give me Leon, Leo Tolstoy. I'm surprised both of them made the top ten all time, but I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean. Go through that a different time. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I don't remember them being easy reads. I mean. I know, think there's 500 characters in War and Peace or something <laughs> yeah, like that. It's like an, I, I remember, like in my twenties, I was like, "All right, I'm just gonna go. Like, I'm really gonna." Yeah, I tried to do this and get, yeah. and get through this, and yeah. like the best novels of all time. So I really have this this depth, and yeah. I remember being like, "This is gonna be a fight." Back when I used to have time, yeah, <laughs> it's, this one's gonna be a fight. But I got through it, you know, and it was worth it. So uh, Leo Tolstoy with uh, with two of that was a top ten. I just came up with the answer to when people say, "What did you do before kids?" And I'd be I like, well, it. I tried to tackle the world's greatest novels in my free time. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds a lot better than, I don't know. I don't know. You're right. Uh-huh. Well, well I, was, I was attempting to read uh, the great books. I watched about 150 Mets games a year. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now I, 
You know, I, I think I already told you the story, but my daughter, after the first pitch of the Yankees Brewers game the other day, said, "Like, Daddy, is it over yet?" So I was offered uh, by one shout out to uh, Chris Money Shot, who uh, offered me free tickets to go see Brewers Phillies, and uh, I thought immediately about it. Uh, you know, it, I, how exciting that'd be! Get to go to another game, see them a couple times in three weeks. Then I had my daughter, and I was like, "That just is not going to no, work." Man, so it's once just, a year. It just isn't going to And you make fly. the decision. Either you're going to go for batting practice and leave in the third inning, or you show up in the fourth inning. Uh, right. And so You buy lots of cotton candy. Cotton candy. Cotton yeah, that's candy. It. The world goes for cotton candy. All right. Here's one that was, I thought, a, a great question because it blends a little bit of entertainment and a little bit of science, which is sort of rare to get. So, uh, And it was a tough one. I don't think people did particularly well on this. When they got the answer, they were, they were right. Uh, oh, you know, it was one of those. So what rock star shares his last name with element 80 on the periodic table? What rock star shares his last name with Element 80 on the periodic table? Hmm. All right, well. I know. It's one of those. Uh, Head goes in a million directions and da-da-da. Is it going to be this? Is it going to be that? I think this might be late, but I don't have a better guess. I feel like this element is before 80, but what do I know? Okay. Uh, Mercury? Mercury! Mercury. Is it Mercury Mercury. 80? Yes. I thought 80s were like the crazy ones. Ah, you know. Like, uh, you know, I thought that the medals are usually earlier. No, it's, I mean, uh, I think that's uh, that's it. All right, uh, cool. We'll, we'll, I'll take it. You know, we we do have a uh, official show fact checker now, so if if he's out there and uh, oh yeah, not just, element it just eighty seems high. I would think that the medals were earlier. I thought they were earlier. Nah, the it's era, it's, so. it's mercury. So okay, confirm that is a wacky the... metal. Yeah, you know, liquid at room temperature <laughs> and all. So maybe maybe that's why. It's a lot of things to a lot of people. Yeah, usually right. get in the eighties, and then they're like named after people. Sure, Einsteinium, Californium, like all those. That's my favorite. All those ones like. I thought the metals and the gases are. Yeah, I always earlier. said if I'd spent half the time like learning the periodic table that I did like devouring sports statistics, maybe I would have done something a little bit more. Well, like, you know, I mean, meaningful. And how but many I, hours did I sit in front of the periodic table in my life? In, in because seventh you're grade, sitting in class and it's there. All I did like, in seventh grade science is me and my friends reconstructed a name, a dirty name for every element on the periodic table, and we created our own little chart. Yeah. So you know. Uh, I just, I, I mean, chemistry I can, class just standing right, in front I, of I that can't, thing. I can't, and, I can't tell you any of them because they're all offensive, say. and uh, but they were all funny. Trust me. <clears throat> so, all right, let's uh, transition to sports and uh, a lot of stuff going on in in the world of sports. Uh, why don't you start off with one? Uh, all right, so I'll start I'll... off with this. Um, I said this came up, and there's so many questions I could come up with this, but we'll go with we'll, we'll start here. Okay. So you're familiar with the career Grand Slam in golf. Sure. Do you know what that means? Sure. It means you've won the four major, major championships tour. at some point in, in your, your career, career. but not in the same year, which is incredibly difficult. Nobody's done it in the same ever. year. Right. Okay. Now, there's only been five people to ever do a career Grand, Grand Slam, Slam, and they are the who's who. So you've got Jack, Tiger, Ben Hogan, Gary Player. Arnie. No, Arnie's never done it. Arnold Palmer? No. Okay, well. No, it's just, just Jack, Tiger, Hogan, Gary Player, okay. and then Gene Sarazen. Okay. He's, He's got seven yeah, championships, yeah. so yeah, he's yeah. no slouch, but probably not at the level of the other four. We have three guys on tour There's right just now. There's no drink named Sarazen. You can't go to a bar and be like, excuse me, Sarazen. It's like seltzer and lime I'm not juice. sure why he doesn't get the credit of the other guys, but anyway. There's three guys on tour right now that are one away. 
So two for ten, all three for twenty. If you can. Okay. So <clears throat> let's see. Golf, by the way, is my weakest of uh, sports trivia, folks. So Nick knows he's going at he's going at my. Don't worry, uh, I have a football one next. I'll give you. <laughs> I'll give you. A, but I'll give but you I'm a. getting better at it, and I'm enjoying it much more. So, um, you know, I, I I'm going to go with Spieth as as one of them. All right, so Spieth is is one of them. Yeah, right? he just won the British Open, and that's what spurned this question on. Right. Okay. So then I would assume that Phil Mick. So Phil Mick has come in second place at the U.S. Open. I don't know, countless amount of times. I mean, he's the record holder for that, right. but has never won it. So, yes, he is Three without a U.S. Four. Open. Yeah. Right. Okay, so we got two. Um, now, the third one is a little bit more difficult. And he actually skipped the U.S. Open this year. I don't know if we talked about that, but I was going to bring it up. His daughter was graduating college, and he skipped the U.S. Open. Good for him. He didn't need uh, the money. He needs the U.S. Open to complete the career Grand Slam. Wasn't going to be his year anyway, Nick. <laughs> uh, if he was playing that tournament, knowing he misses his little girl's graduation, I Nick. don't know. I'm playing. <laughs> yeah. I'm playing. I'll tell you right now, I'm playing. That's fantastic. That's your whole life. Yeah, your like... whole life to get into that pantheon, <laughs> and only comes around once a year. And he's got to be forty six, forty seven. I'll see you on Monday. He's already older than anybody who's ever won a major championship. Sure. So I mean, how many years up against left. him? Right, right, right. I understand. And he was what you're playing saying. good golf. I don't know. I'm going. I mean, write a check for five mil to the university and say, can we have? Can we move this graduation uh, back till Monday? Man, the next one's tough. You know, I'm not, is is this one that I'm just not going to get? Like, unless uh, oh, you can get it, Rory McIlroy. Yeah, you got him. Boom. All right, because the him. only guy that I thought of that was in that conversation was McIlroy, but I wasn't sure. For you know, proof positive. So you remember when McElroy came on the scene and yeah. just was tearing it Killing up in the early twenties? Right, right. Well, now he's already up to about twenty eight. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now the youngest, to, to, the youngest guys to do it. Jack was twenty six when he completed the career Grand Slam. And Spieth, obviously. Well, Tiger was twenty four. Okay. Okay. Spieth is twenty three right now. Right. And he needs the PGA coming up next month. So he has the opportunity to do it before Tiger. And any time you could do anything before Tiger. He, and, he just, and Nicholson are the only uh, two. Tiger hasn't done it, I think, to uh, – I, I remember something happened at the, with his win at the British Open that put him in elite category. Oh, they're the only two, I think, with six majors before 24? No. Or something Spieth like only that. has three majors. Okay, so then with three majors before 24, maybe. Probably. Yeah, so – but That okay, makes sense. Him and Nicholson, so – uh, him Nicholas. And, uh, Nicholas. Nicholas. Him yeah. and Nicholson. Him Nicholas. and Jack. <laughs> him, him the and combination Jack. of him Phil. and Jack. Well, I know Phil didn't do anything yeah. before Tiger. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's what happens when you're thinking Phil Mickelson and you say Jack, Jack Nicholas. Nicholas. They come out Mickelson. So, there we go. All so right. plenty of trivia about the career Grand Slam. No, I mean, that was an amazing series of golf. Uh, you know, we asked uh, also the uh, Claret Jug what was uh, what event was oh, yeah. the winner of that. So that's another thing you get out of there. But the guy was having a total Did you hear meltdown. about that he took a drink out of the jug? When somebody else won it, and somebody told this was Spieth. Okay, they interviewed Spieth, and right. I'm trying to think of who won it, and they gave him a sip out of it. And as soon as he did it, they were like, "Oh, dude, that's a total jinx! If you've never won it, to drink out of it." So he's like battling coming down the stretch. Like and I don't then, know if you saw that, and but then he's thinking he about that drink. Terrible, and and he's he thinking about, about that jug. So not only did he head, win the tournament, but he beat that. But he beat that uh, jinx. fictional jinx yeah. that doesn't really exist. <laughs> it's good stuff, though. How I mean, messed up is that? <laughs> oh, you know, dude. By the way, you're never gonna win now. And that's yeah. be oh God, no! You drank any, anybody who's ever played knows how hard that game is to be good at all Just the time. Google from David Duval. Stroke. It's insane. 
I, I remember Jean... having around not too long ago, a couple months ago, at the amazing Atlantic City Country Club. Most be- and I, I remember coming out of that being like, I made the biggest mistake in my life not going for professional golf from a young age because I, I, I could be a professional golfer. I'm, I, I have all this insane natural talent, and I'm like, I'm going to start working at this. I came back the next day, and I was like, I may never play golf again. Dude, <laughs> and, like, and the putter I alone. May never play golf you again. You look at something that a 70-year-old woman could do, it's, but you can't do it. Oh, it's just, and it's like you spend your whole life trying to well, make you, putts. You, you, made, you, made that, just, you made that game very simple for me. It's not about getting to within three feet of the putt. It's about from three feet in. How, yeah, you know, that's how, the game. That's the whole game. Getting and, it to three feet and never missing a three-footer. Right. And that's the game. That's it. So, I mean, that's what you have to do to be a great golfer. But it's uh, that was an amazing uh, series of golf. All right, I got a great one for you as well. This is a two-parter. came at the end of the round, and it's uh, worth 20 points. So, I'm looking for the decade that Sports Illustrated first gave out the Sportsman of the Year Award. And for an extra 10 points, who was the first person to win that award? Hmm. And I'll, I'll give you a little hint in saying people were just missing the boat all week. They were, they were way, too, uh, way too late. See, this is something I've paid attention to over the years, but I don't have any reference for a starting point, or I can't remember. Like, when you think of Time Magazine Man of the Year, I know I can... I know who it was. I know the year, but first, so it's it's SI Sportsman of the Year. SI what decade Sportsman it began? Of the year. So the decade it began. Yep. All right. So I, I, with, is it a baseball player? No. All right. So I'm just going to take the X on it and go with it started in the 60s. The 50s. 19. Oh, jeez. Okay. So 19. I was thinking 40s or 50s, and I was thinking baseball. 19, I was actually thinking 30s, 40s, or 50s. But okay. So go ahead. 1954 was the year. And it wasn't a baseball player. It was not player. a baseball player. That's oh, was it the guy, the guy that ran the mile in under four minutes? Roger Bannister. Roger Bannister. Yes, yeah, I, did, I didn't realize he was the mile. first sportsman of the year, but yep. once, once you gave me the year, and yep. I knew it wasn't baseball. There you go. No, but I, it, people were missing it left and right. So yeah, that's, that's, that's a, a tough one. It is, and that's why we do a Quizzo Trivia podcast, folks. So if you listen to this tonight and you got a game tomorrow, well, you just got an advantage, and that's why you should listen. So. All right, uh, throw one back at me and give you one more, and then we'll uh, move on to. I promised you football. Yes, so I'll scratch off this soccer question and I'll go to football. Who's the only running back? Ah, you, you son of a. You want soccer? (laughs) I want both. (laughs) (laughs) All right, quick football. Only running back in football to start thirty-two games the the last two seasons. Who was the only running back? Frank Gore. Yeah, Frank Gore. Man, that was quick. Yeah. Is that unbelievable? Is he 35 years old? I, I've been, I've been telling the world to years? not draft in that guy for like 17 seasons now. Or like, I'm te- no joke, I mean, not being funny. And was for this guy like banged year. up at one point in his yeah, career? Yeah, I, like feel like was like, I feel like he was MCL like surgery, an injury risk. Knees. We've been avoiding him in fantasy drafts for seven seasons because it's like he can't keep this up. He can't, can't keep, keep it up. up. He, he turned 30. He did, yeah. oh, it's just 32. He, and he's so not glorious or, gl- or glamorous. He's just so consistently good. Yeah, not I great, don't think Indy did good. anything to address the position. No. If, I, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so look at him to get another, what, got 15 Joe carries I mean, I don't, You know what I mean? No, they don't. No, it's a joke. It's a him. joke. I mean, what's he going to get? Another 15 carries Yeah, a game? I, mean, I mean, they really unbelievable. don't. They certainly didn't invest a high-value high, high value draft pick in there. I throw that soccer one at me, too, and then I'll give you one more before we move on. Okay, who... Are the two Americans tied with the country's record 
at 57 international goals. goals. So it's Clint Dempsey and Landon Donovan. Yeah, Dempsey just tied Donovan. Yep, yep. And it happened in the Gold Cup, which is tonight, by the way, yeah. Wednesday night. Gold Joe Cup Maker. final against Jamaica, who beat the U.S. in the semifinals a couple ain't years ago. Ain't going to beat them this year. So. No, because most of the – what happened was most countries had already been in tournaments and sent their B team to this tournament. It's like a lesser tournament. It's not a World Cup Are you tournament. kidding me? So I'm getting excited that we're beating the B team of Jamaica? Well, we're, we're not beating the B team of Jamaica, but in terms of, like, Mexico who got beaten by Jamaica, Mexico was already in the Confederations Cup in Russia earlier, oh, so they didn't soccer, send man. their – Every time I try to get gamed up for something, it's, well, now it's like well, we're beating the, the team to beat the B team of Mexico. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> It's still our boys out there. And then we started calling up guys like Dempsey for the last couple of rounds when we were playing the most of the tournament, we were playing our B team. Then the last round, we were like, all right, we're, we're bringing in some uh, heavyweights because we're afraid we're going to lose uh, to the B teams, and, and Arenas doesn't, uh, Arena didn't so want to So it's like that. the Yankees sending in their AAA to play against the it's Orioles, not... but when the Red Sox come to town, you call up I, uh, I, Aaron Judge? I, yeah, right. I promise you that I will let you know when to get excited about oh, this. Right. Right. Well, when, when there's a I, game I will tell you this. Really I'm not asking something. another question <laughs> yeah. until but it's a we good play one. the A teams. It, it is a good one, and Dempsey's a uh, talented player. Plays uh, just throw a big but... asterisk next to that 57th goal. Yeah. It was on a free kick, too, and he bent it around, so it was a great kick. Uh, I can't take that away from him. All right, let's uh, do this last one, then we'll do geography history. And uh, this was another one that I, I think I had a, a couple of the same wrong answers uh, frequently used, um, and it's it's just a good – it's just a very, very good question. So what did Stephen Carlton Clark establish in 1939 in order to bring tourism to a depressed region in upstate New York hit hard by the Depression? So Stephen Carlton Clark in 1939 established what to bring tourism to a depressed region in upstate New York? Upstate New York? Upstate New York. New York City. The name means nothing to me. Steve Carlton Clark? Nothing, right? Never heard that guy's name. You've that never heard Steve that Carl- guy's name. I mean, Steve Carlton, was. I thought you were saying that, and then you said Clark. Nope. Steve Carlton Clark. The name means nothing to me. Which is a, which is amazing, and that's the exact reason. I mean, it's I a asked sports question. question. Yep, and the the year seems right, so I'll go with the Baseball Hall of Fame. But Stephen Carlton Clark, Cooperstown, New York, hotel I'm owner. Shocked, the, I wouldn't have known that name. It just goes to show you, folks. You could be just an average guy with a dream and create one yeah, of the biggest Steve things Carlton in the world. Carlton Cooper, and I'd be like, all right, Cooperstown. Yeah, Cooperstown. No, yeah. not at all. He he was a hotel owner in Cooperstown, and he couldn't get people to stay at his hotel. So he established the National Baseball Hall of Fame right next door to his hotel so people had a place to to come. We need to make a Hall of Fame. Yeah, a Trivia Hall of Fame. Atlantic City. Yeah, all right. All right, folks. The National Trivia Hall of Fame has been established. (laughs) On my couch. (laughs) In our podcast studio now. So as soon as we get Atlantic City FC rolling, that's the next project is uh, the Trivia Hall of Fame. Which, by the way, if you remember when we did the riddle, the finals of trivia – we actually put a vote for who the first inductee of the Trivia Hall of Fame is. And you remember yeah, was, who our first inductee uh, is? It's got to be Trebek, It is. Right? It's Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek is the first inductee into the National Trivia Hall of Fame, folks. Nationaltrivia.com coming soon. All right. Uh, let's move on to geography history. That is a nice segue because it's a little bit of geography history mixed into sports. And I'm going to give you um, – this one I, I, I like a lot. It was definitely my favorite uh, – uh, history bit tidbit here, and uh, I'm pretty sure you're going to get it because you might even been the original author of this question. But what explorer was set adrift by a rebellious crew in a body of water that bears his name? 
This is, I think, is a very tough question. I just happen to know it. Okay, because it was Henry Hudson. Henry Hudson, which people don't realize. Yep, he was in the Hudson River, and yes. his crew had mutiny on his yes. ship, and literally sent him to die. <laughs> yeah, and I just—it's funny because you don't—you're not told that story. No, you would think that that's something that just yeah. really—you know—everybody knows Henry Hudson like Columbus, like that's the myth surrounding it's the guy. Such a tough no one, one to guess that. at too, because oh, uh, people were all over the like place. Like people, you know that Magellan died. Magellan, I had, Pacific, I, I, I had um, all all kinds of crazy answers. Yeah, for mutiny that, on the so. bounty. Yep. Yep. All right. I know, but that Hudson one is really tough. Yep, yep. So good uh, good piece of information to look up. All right, I got two more, actually. So you go throw me one, and then I'll I'll throw you one, and we'll do that one more time. All right, so do you want one from me on this, or do you want two? Uh, I'll take one okay. for, for right now. All right. Um, all right, so what TV detective shares his last name with the capital of Sri Lanka? What TV? Detective what TV detective shares, shares his, his last, last name, name with, with the a capital of Sri Lanka? I know it's great. It's great. That's the best. Crazy. That's the best question I've heard in a long time. Oh, and my like, next one's even better. I wish I could even, re- you know, instantaneously tell you the capital of Sri Lanka. Um, just, I'm so surprised I didn't know that this was the capital of Sri Lanka. Um, now, okay, so you got to give me this hint: is he a current TV detective or? Like old school TV defense. This is old school. Jeez. Um, is it Kojak? Or Colombo? No. Colombo. <laughs> Colombo is the capital of Sri Lanka. Wow. It doesn't even sound right. It was like, it? I was like, maybe, I was thinking maybe it could be pronounced weird, right? And it's like Koyak. Well, <laughs> you know okay, but spelled the like same. That. Right, right, different... right. Exactly. But yeah, my second guess would have been Colombo. <laughs> so, but. Yeah, Colombo. Wow. So it's crazy, right? That, that is absolute. So Peter Falk, we were just talking about him too. He yes, we were just talking about Columbo. Oh, we were trying absolutely. to dig out Columbo. Yeah, so there you go. Princess Bride. That's who you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fred Savage's uh, grandpa was telling him the story in that movie. So I was uh, so happy when I saw the capital of Sri Lanka Columbo. was Columbo. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Oh, I love those double questions. Those are my absolute favorite. You could write those all day. Yeah, when you see something new. Like, I wish I what? could do seventy questions of like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's just, they're so hard to find, folks. Sure. Um, they don't happen right. every day. Here we go. Question, uh, another question for you. What was the last name of the man who invented the repeating rifle along with his partner, Horace Smith, in 1854? Smith and Wesson, right? There you go. Daniel Wesson. Daniel Wesson. The, the inventor Daniel, of Daniel, uh, right. the repeating rifle with Horace Smith. At first, I was thinking Winchester. But when you said right. so, Smith. So I started looking up uh, some interesting Smith and uh, Wesson worked for Winchester, repeating rifle. They worked for that company. Oh, okay. That's where they met, and that's where they broke off to form their own thing. But eventually they did some sort of, like, exchange deal with Winchester. All right. Uh, again, if we have a correction on that exact story. Yeah, I was thinking Winchester. And <laughs> but no, Winchester Smith, figures in. And I yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. Smith it wasn't. That was their boss. So uh, it's, it's funny how those things happen. And then, of course, one of the answers I got a lot was Samuel Colt. Uh, if they didn't put together the Smith and Wesson thing, because you know people tend to use Samuel Colt anytime you talk about gun invention. So, all right. So, if you think I got excited when I saw that Colombo was the capital of Sri Lanka, yeah, I can't wait. Think of this. how excited I got when I saw this. Okay. All right. So, what's our favorite concert venue in Columbia, Maryland? Uh, oh, it's uh, what do you call it? Uh, come on, uh, Merriweather Post Pavilion. Okay. So, Thank this you. is about Merriweather Post. Okay. Uh, which I know nothing about. It's great. I had no idea either. So here we go. In 1973, Marjorie Merriweather Post willed what 17-acre estate to the U.S. government 
as a winter White House for presidents and visiting foreign dignitaries. Now, I know it's a long question, but yeah, yeah. do it again. Camp David. Camp David? Camp David. I'll read it one more time. In 1973, Marjorie Merriweather Post willed what 17-acre estate to the U.S. government as a winter White House for presidents and visiting foreign dignitaries? Winter White House. Winter White House. That's the clue right there is the Winter White House. But, I mean, as a – Right, Camp David is a retreat, and you think of Merriweather Post. I mean, I think you go right to Camp David. Right. But if you think Winter White House – I don't I don't even know where uh... This is unbelievable. No clue. I'm Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago? <laughs> Mar-a-Lago. The Winter White House. Pretty much. So I, I don't True know. story. So explain this to me. Okay, Mar-a-Lago right? where was Trump's... built. One of the twentieth largest mansions in the country was built by the Merriweather Posts. Okay? From the newspaper fame. Okay. She died in nineteen seventy three. Instead of leaving it to somebody, she gave it to the U.S. government to use as a winter White House, but the government couldn't afford the upkeep on it. So in 1985, it was purchased by Donald Trump, and he put Ivana in charge of upkeeping the place. Are you kidding me? And now it really is the winter White House. So you're telling me— That's a true story. It was actually supposed to be the winter White House. How crazy is that, dude? Folks, you just got the <laughs> you got your money's worth here, folks. That's one of the gross. That's the craziest story. How I've ever crazy heard in my is that? Life. Well, now you know why our intro I mean, and outro gave was away what it was. A seventeen acre estate because in Palm Beach, keep, Florida, because you couldn't keep up the maintenance. You have the U.S. government paying for that, and Trump bought it. Yeah, of course he did. It turned it into the Winter White House, and it is one the Winter way White or, House. One way or the other. Is that the greatest? Oh, my God. You can't make this stuff up. Oh, that is that is the most unbelievable thing. That almost makes my last question seem stupid. I almost don't want to ask <laughs> it anymore. I think we might just have to regroup. Now, I'm going to give you this one anyway, and this is just one of those, you know, uh, everybody everybody was putting the same wrong answer, and I just cracked up the whole time. What All country right. were the Pennsylvania Dutch originally from, Nick? The Pennsylvania Dutch, settled in Pennsylvania, famous for Lancaster. All right, so, uh, well, wait, the Dutch... Oh, man. I feel like kind of... Am I just second-guessing myself because you told every You said everybody... <laughs> Wait, are the, are the Dutch... Are the Dutch from Holland? Yeah. Okay. And well, Holland is in the Netherlands, right? Correct. Okay. Right, right. Guess right. what? The no. Danes are from Denmark. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No. The Dutch. Right. The Pennsylvania Dutch all emigrated from Germany. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> what? Yes. They all came from Germany. They're Germans? They're all German. I think they called themselves the wrong name. Yeah, but I guess there's blurred lines between where borders were and where they settled and Did what Germany was going on. Own the Netherlands at the time I, of know, the immigration. All that's I know is they all came from Germany. They did not come from the Netherlands. So that's right. <laughs> there's one of those. Yeah, that is tough. Like, <laughs> it was just one Holland, Netherlands, Holland, Netherlands. Some people knew right, it because Holland sure. is not even a country. No, it's it is a region, region of, of the, the Netherlands. Netherlands. It's right. almost like a state in the Netherlands. Right. Um, you but know. people think it's a country. Right, they don't, and and a lot of people. I, I think mean, if you way more them, than fifty fifty uh, would say mo- Holland is a, a lot of people think Holland and the Netherlands are not the same country. Right, I think they're different countries. Right. So I think way more than half the people. Right, so there's there's something for you. It is it is neither. It's a region within. So okay, uh, let's move on to entertainment. Uh, we got. Uh, uh, probably plenty to get to in the world of entertainment. I have so many great things that were asked this week that I think are just fantastic, and a couple of excellent ones. Um, but I'm going to start you off with one that nobody got. People were all over the place with this one. 
And uh, the first time we asked it, maybe, I don't know, uh, five or six years ago or, or whatever it was the subject came up, uh, I noticed that there was a huge error and the wrong role was associated with this actress. So I, I wanted to kind of correct the record by, by re, uh, re-asking this and putting it in there. But um, uh, that's your clue, okay, that the wrong actress was given right. credit for this role and it was the lesser-known actress for this role. Uh, in Dancing with the Stars... Who is the oldest contestant that has ever been on the show? And your clue is they starred on The Facts of Life. So, the- Well, The Facts of Life, I don't know that I know the actress from The Facts of Life's name, but I remember an old woman on Dancing with the Stars named Cloris Leachman. Bingo. You okay. got the answer. So she took over for Mrs. Garrett. Like the, Mrs. Right, so Mrs. Garrett is not Cloris Leachman, No, right? that's okay. the point. So, like, it, when I saw this question originally, it was... Oh, everybody wrote Mrs. Garrett. Right, or it said, uh, known for her role as Mrs. Garrett on Facts of Life, who was the oldest actress oh, right, but in she's Dancing not with... Mrs. No, Garrett. she was who not. Who was Mrs. Garrett? Jeez, uh, I think her name is uh, Edna something or other. Okay. Or Edna Garrett might have been the character name. All right, um, so what is Cloris Leachman famous for? So uh, Charlotte Ray was Mrs. Garrett. That's it. Yeah, yeah, Charlotte okay. Ray. Uh, Cloris Leachman's been in a ton of stuff. Um, Wasn't uh, she the mom from The Beaver? Is that no, her? that's Barbara Billingsley. Okay, right? I get her confused. Yeah, you know what's so funny? Because she's The next question jive. I've got for you. <laughs> Dude, the next question on my list. In Airplane, Barbara Billingsley pl- proves to be fluent in what language? That is the next question I was... Getting to give you. I confused the two of them, so that's <laughs> that's why I had them both in the same. That's probably the same thing happened to you. That's exactly right. No, but she's been in tons of stuff. Um, I don't know what she's uh, what she's most famous for. Um, I know she was. Well, in now Mount- she's most famous for Dancing with the Stars, I guess. Yeah, probably. You know, she's she's been she's literally been in show business since the early 1970s. She was uh, on a TV show called Phyllis, and she played. Phyllis. Wow. That was uh, a spinoff of Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, no? like 1970. And, you know, I mean, literally every show you grew up with, she has appeared on at some point in time. Love Boat, you know, all those types of things as uh, as a cast member. Then she did The Facts of Life as uh, Beverly Ann Stickle, who misses, uh, uh, yeah, I guess. So how many years was she on The Facts of Life? 86 to 88. The last okay, two, so good run. You know, three years? 48 episodes. Yeah. All right. So, you know, I, I used to watch that show as a kid, but. Yep, and then just, you know, a million different things. But my favorite role she did was as the grandmother on Malcolm in the Middle. She Never saw that show. Crazy, mean, like, Eastern European grandmother who just tortured the mom to no extent. Like, you want to know why the mom Oh, my is gosh, so she mean. was one of my favorite characters. Frau Blucher. Yeah, <laughs> Frau. <laughs> From Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein, absolutely. Uh, she was on The Ellen Show. I mean, uh, tons of different stuff, so... Uh, hardest working, one of the hardest working women in show business. Shout out to you, Cloris Leachman. So if we're if we're missing your your greatest roles, by all means, uh, we needed the horses to make a noise in the back when we said her name. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, all right, throw one at me, and then I got another one for you since you just took my jive question from me. All right, so uh, what is the? By the way, she's still working. She's got four movies in uh, post production coming out. No. Yeah. Absolutely. 275 credits to her name, Cloris Legion. All right, so what is the best-selling debut album? What is the best-selling debut album? Of all time? Of all time. Best-selling debut album of all time. 
And I got clues forever if you need them. So. Are they, is this a hard or is this just like a super famous, super, super famous person? And uh, just it could Oh, be this a- album is huge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. God, you know, my, my initial gut is the worst answer ever that I could Go give. Ahead. So I'm gonna, is it Baby One More Time by Britney Spears? No. Okay, good. That makes me feel better about the music industry. I'll give you a clue industry. just to get you because I think you're – this is to get you more in the right direction. Gut? It's not an artist. It's a band. <sighs> Appetite for Destruction? Yes. Wow. That's yes. crazy. <laughs> nice. I can't believe I got that on the second guess. Do you know why that album is – Celebrating a big birthday. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what I came up with. Yeah, yeah. This week it turns thirty. Yeah, that unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And it's every bit one of the best albums of all time. I, rem- yeah, I remember absolutely. the day I got it. I got a T-shirt. I got the Appetite for Destruction T-shirt. I remember watching the videos every single day on MTV for Paradise City. And I mean, without a doubt, the last great band before grunge, right? No question. I mean, they still are. Like they're amazing. I saw them last summer in Philly. I mean, you're talking. Yeah, I almost went with you, but it was a hundred degrees at ten o'clock at it, night. It was, was like, like it was like going. I, I can't it go. was like going into hell. And they don't come out until like what ten o'clock at night. They they, <laughs> they so were forty five minutes later than their scheduled start time oh, when they man. came out. The show ended at one thirty, and I had to dr- I had to tie my shirt you had to ring out your shirt. To ring it out. Gone? Yeah, it was disgusting and. I don't even know what to tell you. Don't go see Summers in the middle of July, but I'm dying to see them again. Like, I, it was so much fun. And also, like, one thing that's great about them is I don't think people realize the depth of the library that that band has, even though they only existed for a short time. So it's not just, like, a greatest hit Steve Miller concert where it's one after another. There's a lot of, like, really just hard, fast, you know, strong, heavy, like, metal songs in between whatever else. And it, it gets – it's intense. And he – they just know what they're doing, man. That band knows what they're doing. Yeah, uh, like a strange is probably my favorite song. Of oh God, I love that. I haven't heard that song in forever. All right, she's gonna play that for me next uh, in a while. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, the, uh, live you version of uh, "Use Your Illusion" too. That's the that's the version there. Yeah, that's a great. Just, Use Your Illusions one and two. Just yeah, that was probably where they were at their peak, right? November rain. Uh, oh God, I, I love that band. I have a, a soft place. All right, so speaking of bands and the greatest bands of all time, I think that. If you like, uh, you know, 80s, I, I think it's pretty much, uh, I don't want to say universal consensus, but most people say what's the best band of all time, right? The Beatles. The Beatles, right? And it's, it, it's the hard only to argue argument that. I'll listen to is the Rolling Stones. I would listen to that argument because I do think they're two different styles and... Yeah, and they both had incredible influences, and one I don't also think you had can a career argue. that went what, way longer than the other. One was very short, and one was still going. One you could still see on tour. Uh, they, they have a new, they have a new album coming out. The Rolling Stones. You know, he's having another kid. Yes, now that that is just <laughs> insane to me. That is just, I just insane. To I want to know like the, what the, the oldest says every time that thing gets divided again. Oh, <laughs> it's just like, God, can you get like you would have figured they stopped working after a while, right? Like there's just a point where it, it's not going to be possible to do it anymore, regardless. But I guess like he's got. Super... No, he's got to work. He's got a kid on the way. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> well, you know, you talk about a new album. We had that whole discussion about like when was the last time they put out a great. Uh, yeah, we album. pinpointed like, it. Nineteen eighty one. Yeah, right. Yeah, which tattoo is, you. We we actually uh, looked it up. Milling, but I, I would love to see what they uh, come out with uh, this time around. And you know, it's always good to to have bands that good still on the scene. Uh, uh, you know, even if it's not premium stuff that they're doing. So, all right, here's the question uh, relating to the Beatles: Which Beatle was the first to hit solo? Uh, to hit number one solo when the band broke up. And for an extra ten points, tell me the song 
All right, so got it, just, it just happens to be something I know because you absolutely would think Paul or or John. Everybody did, uh, but it's George Harrison. It is, and it was what nineteen seventy four. I think seventy. Let's see. Um, it's my sweet lord. Yeah, it is, is song. my sweet lord, and uh, I do believe it was seventy four. I think you got that right. I, I think wanna... we lo- I remember... no, uh, it was released nineteen seventy. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, okay, all right, that makes sense. Yeah, so that's why. It was oh, you so know what? I'm confused. To... Stuff. In 1973 and 1974, right. at some point, all four of the Beatles had a number one hit. Right. In those two years. So, John on his own, Paul on his own. It was released November 1970 on his triple album, All Things Must Pass. Wow. Well, he had a lot to get out, huh? <laughs> <I> <laughs> Three guess, albums in 1970? They guess broke up so. in 1970, didn't right. they? <laughs> they were just <laughs> like, George is... George, George is like, George is on a roll. Uh, put some music out. George is on a roll. It's like they they probably didn't let him do anything for ten years. Like George and Ringo were like, "Yo, boys, oh yeah, you, you get know. one song, right? Right, they get one song. They get their token song, is what. And they then get. didn't they bring in Eric Clapton at some point to play <laughs> on the White Album? Oh man, but that's uh, I think that's a, a, f- a very interesting fact. All right, throw one at me. I got another one for you that I'll uh, I'll dig up here. It's weird. I have a lot of good music, but I'm going to switch gears because. Okay. We've been doing a lot of music, so I'll throw this one at you. It's okay. Good this, day, musical day. That's all right. Let's let's switch switch gears here. Johnny Depp's first acting role was in what 1984 horror movie? Ooh. Johnny Depp's first acting role was in what 1984 horror movie? Hmm. All right. So I think I know the answer. Okay. Is it Friday the 13th? Nope. Mm. <clears throat> then my only other guess would ah, have that's been... That's satisfying. Oh, no, no, no. Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant to say, I swear to God, I meant to say A Nightmare on yeah, Elm Street. the other one. <laughs> Not Friday the 13th. I, yeah. I, 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 I apologize, folks. That. I absolutely meant to say Nightmare on Elm Street. I swear to you on my life. I've never seen Nightmare on Elm Street. I have no desire to see it. I, I, I saw had no idea. The first, I saw the whole first four. and I, I something about that I premise that really remember. freaks me out. It is horrifying. Yeah. It is horrifying. So do you know and what the premise like is? I was like six when that came out. Do you know out? what the premise is? Yeah, so he like hunts you in your dreams, right? All right. No, no, it, gets, it gets way deeper and way darker than that, all right? So it's uh, Freddy Krueger, who's the star of right. Nightmare on Elm Street, was a school janitor who used to abuse children in the boiler room of oh school. Oh, my God. Okay? The kids ganged up on him and burned him alive in the boiler room. Okay. And to basically, that's why he looks like that? That's why he looks like that. And then basically he turned into a demon, or he was a demon, or there's some demonic thing. Right. And He's he not can, all the way dead. Right. So now he can enter kids' dreams ah. to seek revenge. So the first group of so kids So if he kills he you in your after, dreams, are you dead? Yes, you die, like you wake up dying. So the first group of kids he went after are the ones that burned him when they were kids but are now teenagers, which I believe Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp was, was part of that crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, of course, he did 21 Jump Street. Yeah. Um, that was a pretty big movie to be your first role. He, you know, Johnny Depp is uh, is a hell of an actor. And uh, I actually have a Johnny Depp question. Here right. you go, folks. It's uh, it's called Segway when he didn't realize. In the movie Pirates of the Caribbean, what animals did Captain Jack Sparrow, played by Johnny Depp, claim rescued him from a deserted island? This is the first movie? I think this is the I only one I saw. I think it's the backstory of Pirates of the Caribbean, which is very strange. Uh, because... Dolphins. Nope. Uh. Sea turtles. Ah. Carried Captain Sparrow to safety. I, I saw the movie, the first one. 
I probably fell asleep halfway through it, it, it and it never seeked out any the of the other The strangest ones. thing for me is I remember going on that ride as a kid at yeah, Disney sure. well, well before the things. Right. And the pirates that they had looked eventually like what they made Johnny Depp look like. And now they've redone the whole ride to look like Johnny Depp. Like it is oh, the ride been redone? reversed. All oh, right. yeah. It's, been, it's constantly I haven't redone. Been Same with Small was... World. It's all different than it In used to be. Um, okay. There's not a lot of video of going through those because back then you couldn't really, you know, right, right. bring huge film crews. But like the original pirate looked like Johnny Depp, and then they eventually made Johnny Depp look like that pirate figure, and then eventually they replaced the pirate figure with something that looked way more like Johnny Depp. But it's do you know uh, who Johnny Depp based that character off of? Yeah, Keith Richards. Yeah, <laughs> from the Rolling Stones. <laughs> yeah, that's how we bring things full circle, <laughs> full folks. Circle. Or conversation. Um, all right, so uh, throw one more at me. I'll give you one more, and then we'll uh, get our closing thoughts here uh, for tonight's quizzo for today's quizzo trivia podcast. All right, um, Madonna blocked the sale of a love letter. Okay, mm -hmm. from which of her exes while they were in prison? Or I should say, Madonna Madonna blocked the auction. Yes, yes. Of so, a love letter. So the, the backstory of this is she had an assistant who she had trusted with, like, moving stuff from one house to another. and this Which is just a terrible idea. I mean, well, but when you're that rich and that famous. You're like, Madonna's assistant. Like, aren't you? You see a letter like that? So why don't you answer well, the question? Well, she's so okay, is it Sean Penn? Nope. Oh, okay. Yes. So, uh, no, I don't know the answer then. Uh, dude, this is great. Tupac. Tupac? Tupac Shakur wrote Madonna a love letter from prison. And, dude... It is hilarious. You you got to read it. Wow, that is nuts. So Tupac, Tupac, right? He breaks up with her from jail. Oh, talking Jesus. about how like it's bad for his cred. Wow. To be dating a white woman. Can't dude. make that it's stuff Madonna. up, folks. All right, that's the uh, last question for today's Quizzo Trivia Podcast. For Nick, I'm Drew. We will see you next week, everybody. Be home safe. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information. Donald Trump, just last week, he confirmed to the National Review that he is again considering a run in 2016. Do it. Now, on behalf of this country, which does not want you to be president, but which badly wants you to run. Donald Trump has been saying that he will run for president as a Republican, which is surprising since I just assumed he was running as a joke. Is that people think that Donald Trump is a clown. Do Donald, Donald Trump is a clown. I mean, does anybody seriously think that Donald Trump is serious about running for president? Donald Trump. You know, he's a clown. The likely moderator yeah. apparently, apparently believes that Donald Trump is a clown. Which Republican candidate has the best chance of winning the general election? Of the declared ones right now, Donald Trump. <laughs> President Obama will go down as perhaps the worst president in the history of the United States, exclamation point, at real Donald Trump. Well, at real Donald Trump, at least I will go down as a president. That said basically this is the beginning of the end for Trump. The beginning of the end. Beginning of the end? This is probably starting of the beginning of the end for, for Donald Trump. Donald, uh, you're not going to be able to insult your way to the presidency. The strongest person usually isn't the loudest one in the room.
So right now we have Hillary's about 75 or an 80% favorite. We have different versions of the forecast you can look at. Poll has Hillary Clinton up by double digits nationally, 12 points, 50 to 38, four-way race. Clinton leading in Florida, Clinton leading in North Carolina, Clinton leading in Ohio, Clinton leading in Nevada. I could go on and on and on. Uh, I continue to believe Mr. Trump will not be president. And so, right now, Mr. Trump, to answer your call for political honesty, I just want to say, you're not going to be president, all right? It's been fun. It's been great. I love you. But, but, come on, come on, buddy. We have a major projection right now. Donald Trump will take Ohio. That's the end projects. Donald Trump will carry the state of Florida. Huge win for Donald Trump. Donald Trump, while we project, will win in Kentucky, in Indiana, with its 11 electoral votes. West Virginia, Florida, Tennessee, Mississippi, South Carolina, Alabama, North Dakota, uh, with its three electoral votes, and South Dakota, Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, the state of Montana, North Carolina, Georgia, Iowa, Utah, Wisconsin, Arizona, Kansas, with its six electoral votes, Nebraska with its five electoral votes, and Wyoming with its three electoral votes. Sorry to keep you waiting, complicated business. A lot of people have laughed at me over the years. Now they're not laughing so much, I'll tell you. 